This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm uh, Troy Harmon. I'm here with Casey Smith and DJ Barker. Anyway, guys, uh, we do have uh, what we're going to call this the situation That's right. uh, nowadays, since uh, Bill tells us that every time somebody says the, un, uh, the unattractive word case study. Careful, Troy. We're going to have to bleep that out. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, we probably should, uh, that uh, people immediately fall asleep. I apologize if you're driving, if you're sitting at a traffic light. Hey, wake up. That's it's right. time to move on. Damn, scared me. All right. Well, that was the intent. Okay. All right. So, uh, guys, what do we got this week? Uh, sounds like Grandpa's causing some trouble. Yeah. He's in love. Grandpa's in love. It's Grandpa's spring, in love. you know. It spring is, spring. is in the air. That's right. People do some crazy things. I guess, yeah. yeah. He's in love with a younger lady. She's only 64. She's 64. He's 87. Mm-hmm. So we've got a, a situation. A um, situation. We got a, We have a, a couple here, I guess, Michael, uh, Lindsay and, and Mitchell, um, who are ages 55 and 53, respectively. Um, their, their grandpa, I don't... It might be that their actual father. I'm not sure yeah. based on the the way that this is presented. I'd have it, to guess if they're 50. The age difference would make it kind of tight to be the grandpa, although not not completely implausible. Never know. Right? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so the the situation is that um, you know grandpa has about 12 million dollars in assets. They also have a family owned company that he is a 49 percent owner of. That that value of that company is not included in the 12 million. Um, so obviously they're a little concerned about the grandpa's new love interest being significantly younger than he is. Um, relationship. She also has a bit she, of a history, right? Yeah, she she's does. On her third. Yeah, this third. Is, this will be number four. This will be number four if, if they if they get married. Yes, yes. So uh, also grandpa has been acting a little unusual lately. He's been uh, you know not his normal conservative self, acting erratic and. Not necessarily taking his medication regularly and spending wow. a lot more that than he does. That can be dangerous. So there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential problems here, I guess. Um, you know, the, the uh, what the the question is 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 what do they need to do to protect themselves? Meaning Lindsay and, and Mitchell in, in terms of um, being able to uh, make sure that the younger woman is not going to influence Grandpa unnecessarily and and basically cut them out of the picture from an inheritance standpoint so this is sure. not something that we've we're absolutely new to i think we've heard yeah this is more of a, these situations it's you know definitely not an uncommon situation yeah. uh, we hear them quite frequently and and uh, you know it's sort of a shame it, and it just kind of uh illustrates the point that people need to be very careful about how they set up their estate plan and be clear about what their intentions are really before you get into this situation is the biggest thing because it's hard to go back and right. retroactively apply anything that uh, once once the wheels are set in motion. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing with what we're, what we're looking at now, right? I mean, he's now in love. Yeah. You, you go back to a situation where they confront him, you know, that's going to be a potential problematic conversation to, sure. to say, all right, we want to make sure that you have some things in place to protect right. the family assets. You know, be it the estate, the business, and or the inheritance. Right. Those are tough conversations to have when you have the love conversations. That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not sure. You sounded kind of like Barry White for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that was unintentional. 
the uh, you know if you look at this from a, an asset point of view, which w- we would probably recommend starting there. So tr- trying to think about what are the assets that are at risk versus the ones that are not. Uh, you know, the business is probably relatively safe. Grandpa's a minority owner. Um, yeah, he, he, 49%. 49% yeah. is still a, a large doesn't, portion. Doesn't have control. He doesn't have control. Um, you know, the, the, there's probably documents that are in place for the business uh, succession plan and, th- and such. Um, business is not as big of a concern, although it should definitely be, be reviewed, make sure that those articles of incorporation or the bylaws of the business are structured to... Sure. To, uh, and hopefully there's a buy-sell agreement in the yep. middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's it's clear on how partners come and go. Right. Exactly. So um, I guess Lindsay and then her brother are are um, both in the family. They're both kind of co-CEOs of the the family business. So oh, okay. They're they're not unfamiliar with the business. They have uh, day-to-day operations that they're they're in it. So um, not not the, some of the problems that you have with the heirs are a little bit unfamiliar with the business. Um, so not not so much a problem in this case. There's also a trust that, that Lindsay and her brother inherited from their late mother, which I assume was grandpa's wife. Um, you know, the, so that trust is, is pretty protected. Uh, not a whole lot that they can do. They're the final beneficiaries. The only problem with that is grandpa is the trustee. Yeah. So, um, you know, there is some power that he has to, to um control the distributions from the trust uh, to some extent, although he can't really change the ultimate beneficiaries right. of the trust because yeah. it's irrevocable. Right. He'll have to follow the, the letter of the law the guidelines. in that regard, right? Which is the important aspect of a trust. You, you set that up before. There's somewhat control for sure. this particular uh, you situation. You know what? All these situations we're talking about, whether it be you know the trust situation or, or uh, the buy-sell agreement in the business itself, if you think that uh, things could potentially go wrong and hey trust me they always could yeah yeah um you should probably plan ahead and make sure that there's some kind of a document that tells you exactly how things should be handled no and we recommend that the clients even if they're relatively uh familiar with their estate situation that they have a review done at least every couple of years just yeah. to make sure that the intentions are compl- are clearly spelled out and that nothing has changed from the way that you set it in motion um you know, sometimes the, the documents are put together in a way that has a lot of legal jargon, and uh, they're not they're not that easy to read. You know, wills and trust documents and and the like. So, uh, have have somebody that you trust, whether it's a financial advisor or an estate planner, or an attorney, read over that stuff and and tell you what it says, and make sure that that aligns with with what your wishes are. Now um, uh, we're talking about as salacious as it sounds, it's Grandpa and Love. That's right, Grandpa and Love, right. and. Uh, I really don't mean to poke fun at it. It's actually a serious situation. The, the reality is these things can uh, can cause a lot of strife in, oh, in people's life. When you, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm sure some listeners have probably dealt with uh, situations that they wish they had more control over. And really, the the best way to do that is to uh, kind of see if you can foresee these things coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When money's involved. It can bring out the best of people or oh, the absolute worst of More of often those. than not, it's the latter. The, yes. Yeah. It's sad we to watch, it. too. It is and unfortunate. Yeah, we've, we've watched too many of those situations. But, guys, uh, y'all had a few more things that we want to cover before we leave the subject, so go for it. Yeah, so what we want to really talk through, Casey, is, you know, is Grandpa of sound mind? You know, mm-hmm. do, do we need to worry about power of attorney? You know, do we, do we worry about a trust? You know, how do we move forward with... You know, figuring out 
next steps. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, those first two questions, are, if grandpa is of sound mind or not, is important. Obviously, um, if he is, you know, he's going to do what he wants to do. There's not a absolutely. whole lot you can do about it. Uh, you know, Lindsay and Mitchell in this case, uh, or Lindsay, I guess, and her brother, Mitchell is her husband, so different different person. But the uh, Lindsay and her brother do have power of attorney uh, on grandpa. It doesn't say whether it's um, I guess it's springing, meaning that it only takes effect if, uh, upon him becoming deemed incapacitated, which basically means that they got to go in front of a judge and have uh, some some documentation to, from doctors, and, and the judge has to declare that he is, in fact, incapacitated, and then they can utilize that power of attorney to kind of uh, take over, take if over. you will, yeah. for, for Grandpa in, in terms of his financial affairs. So, guys, in your experience, is that a difficult task? It, number one, it does sound like Grandpa might be offended at, uh, yeah. Yeah. at dealing with it's these. It's definitely and, difficult. And how much, I mean, how much strange action has to occur? Uh, I think any of us probably who've been in love before understand that we don't act exactly uh, sane sometimes and rational. rational. Uh, so no, it, it can be problematic for sure. There's not not a whole lot that can be done. I mean, it, that's why it's really important to kind of iron these things out before you get into a situation where you're, you know, a marriage might be imminent or something like that. Because, um, you know, up until the point that that he is that to the extent that he has capacity. Uh, then it, he's pretty much free to do whatever do what he, he wants, wants. With, with this money. It's his money. Um, so that being said, you know, it, it, there are some trusts that can be used in this situation um, had they kind of pre-planned uh, a little bit ahead of time. Um, the, the first one is probably what would be recommended here according to the estate planners that, that we talked to about this situation. Um, it's called a Q-tip trust. So, um some people may be familiar with the, the AB trust or the the bypass trust, or called a lot of different things. But um, will, will this one help your hearing, or is it just <laughs> my yeah that, my basic don't, rudimentary don't. understanding that's that's way wrong? Yeah, don't not to be confused with the uh, the cotton swab on the end of a stick. All right, this is a what, qualified. What there we go. Qualified Terminable Interest Property Trust. Yeah. So a little told bit. told me very little. But yes. Thank you for the <laughs> clarification. Um, so essentially what, what happens in a lot of cases is that they'll set up two trusts. One is called a bypass trust, and they'll um, you'll put up to the estate tax exclusion amount. So we're talking about $5.45 million today as of 2017. Um, put that amount in the bypass trust so that you can take advantage of the estate tax exclusion amount. Put the remainder in a marital trust, which, you know, the, the bypass trust, the beneficiaries can be the children, the income, you know, the beneficiaries can really be anybody. That that goes out of your estate. So um, you get that out of your estate and you use up your uh, unified credit, $5.45 million, pass the remainder to the spouse, the surviving spouse, into this Q-tip trust. Um, usually it's, it's a marital trust, which is does not have the Q-tip election on it. Um, so the executor of the will would have to... Uh, elect to create the Q-tip trust and to have the assets transferred in there. So the executor in this case becomes very important because if it's, you know, the the younger new wife is the executor, she might elect not to have the assets transfer into the the Q-tip trust because they she could have them just uh, paid directly to her and they would get the marital marital exclusion and and uh, everything would just go to her estate rather than the children. The, the important thing about the Q-tip trust that distinguishes it from the marital trust is that their the spouse the surviving spouse doesn't have the ability to change the beneficiaries and really to invade the corpus 
to any major extent, meaning the, the principal of the trust. Yeah, they're just receiving that income they stream just get the from income, the trust. And then that's it. So uh, it is included in their estate when they pass away. Um, so the theory is that they would have be able to use the remainder of their exclusion, the $5.45 million, to, to pass outside of or you know, get the, get the credit on their estate tax, and then they would have to pay estate tax on everything above and beyond that. So, so, so guys, I mean, you bring up a good point. Who should be the trustee on on a a trust? Not only this one, but in general, do you have and and don't answer obviously if this is too much of a legal question. I know neither of you are lawyers, but uh, who do you normally recommend to be the trustee? I mean, it's a it is a tough question. A lot of times. It, the, the Q-tip is a, a very useful uh, trust for a second marriage uh, when you've got children probably from a previous marriage or, or something where if it's the first marriage, you know, a lot of times the spouses uh, are each other's trustee for for these types of trust. If it's just a normal marital trust, um, you know, that you can have your children be trustees, although it's... Uh, you know, if you've got more than one, that can be problematic. Who, who's going to get the, the favorite, right? That's <laughs> exactly. the conversation. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's hard to have co-trustees because you have to uh, yeah. make a lot of the decisions together. And, and so it, it's a very personal question. It depends on, on what your situation is, family dynamic. And we um, see friends, friends, close friends of the family. Uh, trusted advisors. Of, yeah. um, you know, you can't have a professional trustee. So there are companies that trust companies that that's what they do is they manage trust for people. Um, you know, we've uh, we've had clients that have done that through, um, you know, uh, our, our legal department um, has has acted as the trustee for a fee. Uh, we typically don't recommend that just because it can get kind of expensive and right. and it's hard to to have a professional trustee really know what the wishes are any better than somebody who's maybe in the family or at least a trusted person that that kind of knew uh, family dynamic the family or, dynamic yeah. exactly uh, but for longevity's sake i would assume that uh, a trust company might be a better option if you assume that the trust is going to last multiple generations yeah absolutely it's definitely not a bad option it's just that you know there's going to be a fee associated with it and yeah. um, to, so you just kind of have to weigh that out and figure out what your what your wishes are Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, I know I'm here for comic relief and to talk about the stock market, but when it comes to uh, to things of this matter, that's uh, that's where you want your financial planner to get involved. Y'all stick around. We're uh, you're listening to Money Talks, and we'll be right back after we pay a few bills. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.